Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX. KWY on this hot, hot, hot Monday. 108, <laughs> the forecasted high in Abilene oh this my afternoon. Gosh. 104 here in Eastland. So, Well, thank goodness we're not Abilene. Sorry, guys. All, that's miserable. All of our friends up there in the great north. Enjoying the cool weather. We envy you very Yes, much. we do. And you know what's, what's awesome, though, is this could be the last day of it. Looking at the forecast, yeah. so maybe, maybe, maybe we're done. Maybe it's fall time before we know it. So I hope so. Yep. So. Um, our six-year-old starts football practice tonight in that kind of heat, so we're just <laughs> praying that, that they all stay oh on on their two feet, right? Oh, that's right. Yes, but uh, plenty of water. Yes, that's right. But thanks for joining Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson, and uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, we have a very special guest, as we do every single month, and you know I say it's a special guest because for him to take time away from uh, what he does is really awesome and this month in particular he took enough time to be able to write an incredible article about what is going on in the market and that's our very own CFA Aaron Kennedy at Kennedy Financial Services and the article's great I, I read over it like three times uh, before the show so I can make sure and, and ask plenty of good questions but uh, you don't want to miss us so make sure that you get on and subscribe to our newsletter at www.kennedy-financial.com because I think everybody is wondering what is going on in this crazy roller coaster ride called the market especially over this last month and uh you start out you know aaron talking about that volatility in your portfolio so you know what is it that you see when you look at this well first and foremost it's august august is the most volatile month of the year every single year so this august being the most volatile month is no big surprise there's an actual trading strategy out there that they say sell in May and go away. That means you, you get out at the end of May and don't go back in until the end of October. And the reason for that is, you know, most of the big-time traders go on vacation. There's nobody working. So if you only have one trader selling one share of stock, that stock's going to crater if no one's buying it. Because that's all it comes down to. Stocks go down because people are selling them. And if we don't have enough people... Buying and selling stocks, it's just going to get ugly. And the later into the summer, the worse it gets. Because more people are gone. And guess what they do? They turn the keys over to the computer. (laughs) So when we're watching the market, and, you know, we see pretty easy, straight-going market volatility, and then at the end of the day, everything dumps, you know, that's our wonderful computers trading for us. You know, they're trading on this volatility, and it just gets ugly. But that's not the only reason the market's going down right now. It's just the backdrop of where we are. There's some other stuff that is causing some turmoil in the market, and number one is trade. You know, these tariffs with China are ugly. Most of the time I say 
don't be a political investor because the market does not care about politics. Market cares about money. But the thing with tariffs is it's costing money. So anytime Trump tweets about China or China retaliates, we're going to get some volatility. And that's where we are right now. And it's just, it's getting scary. Yeah, and I, I want to back up a second and talk about this volatility because I, th- I thought this was interesting. So I get on uh, Twitter every single morning. It's part of my daily habit. There, there's two things I noticed on Twitter this morning. It fit in line with the show. First of all, it was talking about, and, and this totally goes off subject for a second, but there's uh, five types of people in the world. And one of them's a realist, and that's who you want as your investment manager. So thank you. <laughs> you know, I, we've always talk, called him our ultimate bear, but in reality, the, what that is is he's just a realist right. about things, and you know, it doesn't get over excited or uh, over anxious about anything. And, uh, that, and that usually sounds better than ultimate bear. <laughs> but it is really good. And then the second thing I came across was, you know, talking about the days with 2% drops since 2004. And so in 2011, there were 11 drops that year that were over 2%. 841, 2008, we all remember that year. Right. Uh, 2009, 28, we remember that spring very well. Uh, 2010, so this is during the market recovery, there were 10. 2011, there were 21. 2012, 3, 2013, 2, 2014, 4, 2015, 6, 2016, 5. And then we got spoiled in 2017. We didn't have any. Wow. And then you remember last year, and this is what's so interesting as I've been meeting with people, I've been asking them, you know, did you even realize that we had a significant pullback last year? Most of the answer is no. Well, there were 15 drops in the market of over 2% last year yes. right so here we are in 2019 guess how many we've had so far including the ones in august just five only five just only five think about that that's yeah yeah that's crazy and yet we're, we're overreacting i guess because it's it's all at one time and you know you wrote something in your article about um you know 556 points that it dropped on the 14th of august and numerically that's a huge number. Will you talk to that a little bit? Yes. So, I'm, I, I don't. I don't. When I ever look at the market, I actually never look at the the absolute number of what the market is because it changes on so drastically every single day. You know, I, I look at relative numbers or percentage growth, anything. So. I guess looking at it, if we see a 555-point drop, that looks massive. Well, the market, the, the Dow's trading over 25,000. So 555 points, that's not a whole lot. Now, 555 points, when I started this business 20 years ago, <laughs> that was a big drop. Or even back in 2009. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big drop. That, well, yeah, that's right. But, but yeah. from the base case of a 25,000 uh, point index, that's very, very small. It's about 2%. Right. So we've got to be really careful not to get tied up in the dollar amount or the point drop of an index. Because, you know, NASDAQ's much smaller from a, a point-wise than the Dow, as is the S&P 500. So we really need to pay attention how big is this drop compared to what the index is and not just the absolute value because 
that can get scary and it means nothing. Yeah, and you, like you said, you know, in your you know article again, we've had the twelfth best start in the market since nineteen twenty six. Yeah. And U.S. stocks have provided a twenty point two percent return, and bonds have provided a six point four percent return. And even this was as of the fifteenth when you wrote this, but even with all that volatility, we're up fifteen percent with the S and P for the year. That's right. So you think about all this volatility, what does this actually mean? And you started us off in China, and I know you've got three things on here, you know, China, the decelerating global growth, and then, of course, that nasty little yield curve that you keep hearing about on the radio. And I tell you what, when I read what you wrote about that, that was so intriguing to me. It's a different way of looking at it, and I cannot wait for our listeners to hear what you have to say about this inverted yield curve right when we come back on Life Planning 101. Segment two, Life Planning 101. Let's get right back to it. We have lots of good yes, information. Yes, we have lots of good information. We have Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA here. I know everybody's been waiting for this all month with all of this crazy volatility. And, you know, if you missed the first part of the show, we've been talking about uh, really what that volatility is. And, you know, even though we can talk about volatility all day and subside fears there, you know, there's some real issues going on in the world. And I think these are not to be ignored. I know you're definitely not ignoring them, Aaron. And um, it's something to pay attention to, but, you know, also to be rational about. And um, I think that's where you come into play is to help our listeners be rational in their thinking and, and not play off of just emotions, but being able to make good decisions on based on good information. So um, we got these negative headlines, China, decelerating global growth and the yield curve. Go ahead. All right. Have fun. And <laughs> all three are really tied together. So right now we're in this trade war with China, and we're slowing down their trade because uh, some of their their goods are costing 25% more because we put that tax on it. Our goods over there are slowing them down as well. So their growth is decelerating, and they're the second largest economy in the world. So when they're trading with Europe or Japan or anywhere else in the country, they're not trading as much, and it's really slowing down the entire world but not not just china you know we have the brexit thing going on as well there's a lot of things but china is a huge driver of this and we see a lot of the effects uh not just in china we see a lot of them in europe where countries are having negative interest rates you know the greatest banking institution in the world the invest in in swiss banks you know they're charging you interest to to be in their banks right now, their cash. Right, and you said Germany actually announced that they're in a recession. Germany's in a recession right now. There's numerous countries over there with negative interest rates. They're even discussing negative mortgage rates for oh, wow. home buyers. Wow, now's the time to buy in Europe. Yes. <laughs> so that's crazy, but why would a country do that? You know, if you had to buy bonds and you had to pay somebody to be safe... That gives you a pretty dang incentive to put your money elsewhere. And putting money elsewhere is investing. So these countries are trying to push money into more risky assets like stocks or real estate or something like that. You know, and they're trying to get people to invest money. People to invest. So if we bring that back to the U.S. and look at the yield curve inversion, and that's a big thing. What that means is you can earn more money on short two-year 
U.S. Treasuries than 10-year Treasuries. And that's exactly opposite because for the most part you want, if you're going to tie your money up for 10 years, you want to get paid more than if you tie your money up for two years. And, and we look at that as future growth. So when you get paid more to hold the short stuff than the long stuff, usually that's a sign that we're fixing to move into a recession. And typically it takes about 14 months for that to happen, but it's been a great indicator. So what about this time? What's so strange is if you wanted positive income on your debt or on your bonds, on your CDs, something, where do you have to go? You sure can't get it in Germany or the Netherlands. You have to come to the U.S. So people are flooding their money to the U.S. buying this short-term debt that's driving that yield up. You can only get positive return on, a, on almost a risk-free basis in the U.S. You can go to South America, you know, but how much risk you're going to take there. Or you can go to China. But if you want safe, you have to buy it in the U.S. And this could be the very reason that our yield curve inverted so drastically very recently. Right. You know, I, I loved in uh, your article, you explained this very well, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of people forget that interest rates on bonds have an inverse relationship to the actual pricing. So, you know, that long-term bond, um, you know, when the price is pushed up, that interest rate is going to be pushed down. That's and right. so if people are coming here and buying our long bonds, driving up that price, that's putting that pressure on that because that's safe money where that short term rate isn't having as much pressure put on it. So that's um, right. That's the first time I've, I've read that, saw that, but, you know, it may, it's complete rationale um, out there in the market that people aren't looking at. Of course, the media doesn't want to look at anything like that. That's too much, makes too much common sense. And that's not a good storyline. <laughs> right. So, um, but, uh, you know, I think it goes back to, I, I love the quote that Buffett always said about, you know, you only buy something if you're perfectly happy to hold it. If the market shut down for 10 years. And I think about that a lot when I think about the market, because I think people get this idea in their head about this fictitious computer system out there that they're putting their money in and they're betting. And that's not it at all. You know, we've got a market full of companies and governments and all kinds of things that you're either owning or loaning money to places that are supposed yes. to make money. And this is a rationale that people see across the world to be doing this is to come here and want to own something for 10 years, that's even right. if it even if it shut down, because it's actually paying something. So yeah. I think there's a very interesting concept. It's paying something and it's being backed by the, the U.S. government. So Right. And, you know, going back to your, um, you talked about the deceleration and, and growth. And, you know, we've always talked about in the past, when, whenever there's something like this, it's, that's opportunity. Um, but at the same time, you gave an analogy about a bake sale in your article. Would you share that? I think that's really a good way to look at this. Yes. I, what I was doing, I was talking about China and second largest economy in the world. And they are slowing down. And they were slowing down because of our trade war. It has a lot to do with it. And they don't have as much money to trade around the globe. So it's really slowing down everybody. So I kind of equated this to uh, going to a bake sale, you know, your elementary bake sale, and only three kids bringing money. How successful is that bake sale going to be? You need all the kids to bring money. 
and you need all the kids to eat lots of cookies or drink lots of milk. <laughs> but if not as many people bring bring money to trade, we're going to be in trouble. And that's really where we're at right now. There's just not a lot of money moving around. And it's not just in trade. It's just the same thing in the market right now. Our volume of trades is so low. You know, it's it's affecting things. Right. Psychologically, it's right. affecting things. Right. Yep. Well, I know we've got some really good stuff when you come back because obviously we've talked about what's out there. And on the flip side of this coin, there's some incredible opportunities um, because anytime that there is pain, there's opportunities in the market. And I know you're going to want to talk about those when we come back. And also, you know how I roll. We're going to have a secret of success at the end of this show that you're not going to want to miss right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Angela? Yes, and we've got some great stuff we want to finalize up with our very own CFA right in house, uh, Aaron Kennedy. And we're talking about this crazy market, and we've we've been through a lot here. Uh, we've talked about volatility. We've talked about China uh, in the trade war. We've talked about global deceleration. We've talked about the inverted yield curve. In fact, we've talked about all that mainline media except for Trump's tweets, and we're going to stay off that subject. So <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, you know, we mentioned right before the break that there is some optimism out there you know with every time you you have some downturns in the market and some things that are going on there's things to be looking for and uh, Peter Lynch uh, which is a money manager and he's been acclaimed right up there probably with Warren Buffett as one of the most successful investors and managers of all times and he says you get recessions you have stock market declines if you don't understand that that is going to happen then you're not ready and you won't do well in the markets and here we are you know, we have declines. We've got recessions around the world. And, you know, is that all bad? Is it what we need to be running from? Or is there some positive look on what's going on today? All right. These are positives. There is tons of positives. Just now, uh, we said Germany's in a recession. So that means past two quarters, it's already done. You know, more than likely, they're already swimming out. If you think about all of our recessions... We were told we were in a recession after the fact. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's pretty normal. <laughs> so more than likely, they're already climbing. So it's probably not a bad idea to start looking overseas because things are a little bit beat up over there. But, you know, coming back to the U.S., we are the cream of the crop right now. If anybody's investing assets, most of them are coming straight over here to the U.S. If you look at our economy... You know, we have record low 3.7 unemployment. Wage growth is at 3%, and that's a, it's a very healthy number. If we that's hit 4% wage growth, that's almost been a sign of being, turning us into a recession because that's very inflationary. So we're just sitting comfortably. Yeah, we have to increase wages by another 33%. You know, to, that's a big number. Don't let our employees hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but before it's recessionary. Right, right now, we're very healthy. Great labor market. Our markets, even though you know we are in this trade war, it is increasing the costs of our goods. Um, we still had positive earnings growth last quarter, which is mm-hmm. great. We're still selling more goods. You know, I think 75% of our companies so far have beat their earnings estimate, which is pretty dang good. Yeah. We were, I think the number's still a little bit negative, but negative 0.7 earnings growth, which isn't bad. 
especially with the tariffs, but you know who's dragging us down? Aerospace. So look at what happened to Boeing. Mm -hmm. That was big. Right. Utilities, we're not going to grow their earnings anyway. Materials, we expect that with global deceleration, you know, but technologies, blowing the doors off. Uh, healthcare, doing fantastic. Oil and gas, even with the volatility of the barrel oil, it's still doing fantastic. So the usual culprits are not doing so good, and the usual culprits are doing awesome if they're supposed to. So right. overall, you, the market doesn't And you brought up something in here. I thought this is interesting that companies buying back their own stock. Talk to that for, for a minute because yes. this, is, this is some big stuff. Companies are buying back their own stock at such an unprecedented level right now that if they keep this up for 20 years, they're basically have bought the entire stock market back. Hmm. That is huge. So you think it means about they it. believe in themselves. Yeah. What makes stocks go up? People buying them. You know, so if the companies themselves are buying back their own stock, I mean, that's a huge backdrop. And if they're, they're already conditioned to do that with these low interest rates, you know, we're going to have buyers going forward, even if the market does get volatile, which that is so unbelievably powerful. And it's just not being talked about right now. Yeah. Well, it's not headlines. Again, it doesn't, doesn't no, sell, right? Yeah. Nothing, none of this sells. That's the bad thing. So, you know, I think um, just kind of looking at all this, there's there's a lot of craziness out there right now. And um, you know, what are you telling the clients that you manage money for? And what, what is your what is your strategic play over these next? Well, I guess till the election goes off, right? That's when we have a major change again. Right. Well, basically, over the last three years, we have been taking uh, risk off the table. We've been doing it every year for the last three years. So I really think we're in a pretty good spot if we do have a turn down. But let's make sure that we have your risk right, because we want you to be right right now. We're looking at the portfolio every single day. We're looking at the headlines. We're looking at the economy. So we're taking care of the hard spot, hard stuff. <laughs> the next thing And he's is, not going bald, so that's a good yeah. sign. <laughs> I, next I, thing I know it's is radio, but I can see it. You. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Keep you invested, you know. My, my job isn't to have a crystal ball and determine when the market's going to turn. You know, that happens. Happens every day. Market goes up and down. My job is to keep you invested and keep you comfortable. So let's get you to a place that you are comfortable and you can achieve your goals because we don't want to blow up your future because of something the market's doing today. Right. Because tomorrow, whether that is actually Tuesday or it's February 2nd of 2020. The market's going to be higher at some point than it is today. So yeah. let's not hurt you over the silly stuff in the meantime. Yeah. And I want to end with the secret to success. Okay. Charlie Munger, which is a partner of uh, Warren Buffett, kind of the silent partner, I call him, but he's a lot of brains behind the Berkshire Hathaway machine. He said, what is the secret to success? His answer is one word, rationale. 
So here it is, like uh, rationale, right here on Life Planning 101. Thank you so much, Aaron Kennedy, our, our CFA at Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group. We appreciate your time on the show. And make sure you get onto our article this week and uh, read what we've just talked about in in-depth. It's really good stuff at kennedy-financial.com. My name is Angela Robinson. God bless everyone, and have a great week. TX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, Registered Investment Advisor. Securities offered through Calton and Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group LLC.